This is the Mobile App Minute, a weekly look at how to market your mobile app in a noisy world. Here are your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Peggy Ann Souls. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mobile App Minute. My name is Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv. And I'm Peggy Ann Saltz over at Mobile Groove. All right, it's uh, Peggy, it's easy to become overwhelmed with app marketing, especially when you step back and look at all the areas where you need expertise. You need user engagement, promotion, social media, and the list goes on and on and on. It's so overwhelming for many, many people whose core competency is none of that. You may want to bring in a professional to help in the form of app marketing agency to provide guidance and good advice. It is a big decision. A marketing agency is going to cost you some money. Uh, maybe not as much as you think. In fact, oftentimes hiring a professional agency costs less than having a full-time marketing pro sitting on your team to help promote your app. And you have the added benefit of having an entire team on your side with all the right stuff, the right marketing experience, the right relationships, and the best tools at hand. Peggy? Generally speaking, and based on all the app events that you have spoken at recently, how should app developers engage with marketing agencies? Well, Rob, at one point I have to say, yes, you know, there are some advantages to working with agencies, but you have to use common sense. It's like any other deal out there, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, it's probably not, right? And then at the other level, it's Sort of in a scrimper mode, and you're going to say, "No, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to pay peanuts." Well, you know how the saying goes: you're going to get monkeys. So, um, <laughs> you know, that should be something to consider here. It's going to be somewhere in the middle. It's not going to come cheap, but you also don't have to, you know, put stacks of cash into it. Uh, I also want to make a point that it's really important, also, you know, to think this through because this is the voice of your app. This is your business, this is your life if you're doing it for real, right? So you don't want to entrust it to just anyone who comes along and says, yes, I'm an agency, I can do this for you, I have a great price. Because, you know, just think back to some of the recent stories we've been seeing about how social media interns, for example, social media being a very important part of your marketing, it's about app marketing, it's about social media marketing, and trust it to social media interns and you can experience something if they screw up, and they often do, as, uh, as you're showing here. So uh, just remember that, you know, you get what you pay for. And another important point about working with an agency is don't do it so late in your app cycle. I mean, there are a lot of people say, hey, I'm going to launch next week. What do I do to get the buzz? That's too late. Think about it months before you launch. You need a good marketing strategy, and that takes time to map out. If you have a good agency, they're going to tell you that in the first place. Yeah, so speaking of timing, we know an app has many stages in the life cycle, so timing plays a big role on whether or not an app flies or fails. What are some tips you can offer here? So yes, there are many life cycles to your app. You might think of it as you know pre-launch, launch, post-launch, post -launch, uh, what have you. The jury is out on what to call these stages, but the understanding, the consensus is there are stages to your app and things to do at every stage makes sense because it's a it's an evolution. There are things that fit in every stage. So um, looking at the stages, I'll stick with three stages from my Apponomics book, that, which I wrote in partnership with Inmobi. And it starts out very simply with learning. So learning is the phase where you do that. You learn. You learn about your app. You learn about what works, what doesn't work. You learn about what kind of users you're attracting because you're seeing what kind of organic users you have. That gives you an idea. Maybe you thought your game was only for uh, you know male crowd and you turn out it's a casual game for females who knows but that's the learning stage then you move on 
to the next stage, which is all about scale. So you figured out what works in your learning stage. Scale is scaling it, right? So what works, you try and repeat it, and you keep that momentum. This is just, you know, at a high-level view, Rob. And um, then the third uh, stage here is uh, quality users, because what you've done there is you have identified, you've been able to start segmenting your users, you have some data, and you can understand what's really working. You can say, these are quality users, I want more of them, I'm going to spend on campaigns to get them. Those are three stages of your app, and I think that that's a good guideline to start with. Um, and, you know, as I said, keeping with the power of threes, you know, it's something we can remember, it's something that sticks. And I'd like to delve down deeper a bit into the threes and share what app developers need to do at um, other key stages of their app, namely three minutes after the download, three days after the download, three weeks after the download, and three months after the download. And a hat tip here to Mick Rigby, who's an app marketing authority and also the founder of Yodel Mobile, which is a full-service agency in the UK and very focused also on app marketing. So I met Mick at App Promotion Summit in 2013, and I have to say it was a great meeting, a meeting of the minds even, and ever since then I've been quoting him in some columns in my economics book and elsewhere. You know, he's one of the people, my go-to people for this topic, and his power of threes I think is a very powerful presentation, which is why I'm sharing it with you today. So let's dive in. Three minutes critical, critical part of the journey here. It's almost like a date. I'm female, so I compare everything to dates, Rob, right? <laughs> Long history in that. So <laughs> it's like a date. You've put up your profile. You've said you're handsome, you're debonair. Well, this is, this is put up or shut up in a way because I've downloaded your app on the basis of your screenshots, your imagery, your promise of a UX and UI that will just be mind-blowing and so you have to prove that to me in the first three minutes after I download the app. What does that mean? It means you need to be consistent with what I saw in the first place. That's one. So, um, you know, your screenshots, your imagery, they have to be what I saw before, not something very different. I have downloaded and deleted apps, especially games, right after when I see this amazing imagery, right? And then I see something that's just like stick figures. I say, no, this is not quite right. It's, it's gone. I don't give it a second more than that, right? So that's very important. It has to work, given. But you have to tell the user how it works. Don't assume that just because you know, we don't all read all the reviews and we don't all know everything about your app. So give me a tutorial, tell me how to use the app and tell it to me clearly, you know, what do I do with it? How do I do it? Show me. And finally, really, really critical because this is your business. This is the only way you're going to engage with me ever again. So get it right. After the tutorial, make certain I see a screen that tells me, yes, I can accept push messaging. And if you're upfront about it, I will probably buy into it, but if you're in any way cagey about that, I probably won't. So be very upfront, be very transparent, and keep in mind some of the reports we're seeing, not just about apps that like lose their, you know, lose their passwords and screw up on security, excuse me, but true, uh, lose their passwords or screw up on security, but keep also in mind the reports we're seeing about the amazing number of apps that gather data, don't know what to do with data, aren't upfront about the data they're gathering. I mean, you have to ask yourself at times like these, do you feel lucky? <laughs> Probably not. So be upfront about that. And uh, Peggy, getting that right is so critical because mm -hmm. as we've discussed in earlier shows, push and all in-app messaging is the voice of your app. 
That's absolutely the case. And you really have to time this well. I mean, timing is everything here. So to borrow from Mick Rigby, the best thing you can do is make certain that the last screen of your tutorial is somehow, you know, in the background with your app messaging provider, your in-app messaging provider, you've got it tracked, you've got it tagged. So the next thing I see is why I need to sign up for push messaging with you. And I'm also getting that push message. So, you know, it has to be in sync there. So it's all about the right context, the right mindset, that right, the right mobile moment. And that's what happens three minutes after. I'm in that mode. I've downloaded your app. I'm open to interacting with it. Get me at that point. So let's move on. Three days. All right? Three days. I, as a user, I've been using your app. I've been using it quite a bit, hopefully, right? And if I haven't, that tells you that's another signal to follow. That means if I haven't been using it, that means send me something to encourage me to interact more. If I have been using it, you're seeing patterns emerge. You're getting data from your tracking software because it had better be in there. Otherwise, you need to watch one of our other shows, Rob. Um, app analytics, you've got that going too. And you're starting to bucket and segment your users. You're starting to get an idea on based on usage. What kind of users do you have? And hopefully, if you're smart, and you should be, you're feeding this back into a CRM strategy. So, and also after three days, you should be seeing which channels are delivering you your valuable users. And you're getting a feel for it. Well, you know, this campaign worked. Being on that website works. This approach to cross-promotion works. Whatever you've been doing, you'll be seeing what's working, what's not working. Again, those signals, read them. Repeat what works. Tweak what doesn't. And this is also a time to look at practical things, just very practical, negative feedback to your app. Address that. Do not ignore it. If it comes in via text or email or whatever channel your user is using, communicate, listen, fix it. These are important stages in your app. Three weeks. Next step. Now you've seen a lot more about usage, so you're, you know, you're working that into your CRM strategies, I said, but at three weeks, what you're also doing, if you're not doing it already, you should be doing it actually more often, but we'll say three weeks, look at the ASO, the App Store Optimization, look at your wording, check images, look at the keywords, make certain that everything there is working as it should. This is just one of the things you can do at three weeks I'd like to stress. But you would be amazed, Rob, what a difference it makes. I've talked to companies, for example, SoundCloud. They were telling me a great story about how they got amazing users. User acquisition strategy based on making certain ASO was right and that the description in the App Store was working. They used it as A-B testing. Amazing, low-budget, high return. And finally, three months. You're rocking. And you should have... You, know, you have all your data in place, your analytics is working, you're rocking and rolling as I say, and now it's all about making certain that you have updated your app because we've seen a lot of reports about people, not just because there's a new release of iOS, Android or what have you, but just because of the experience. We've seen a lot of reports of people who say that you know if the app isn't updated consistently and there's new features, new functionality, they simply just won't use it. So this is the time, of course, to take a look at that. And if you've spent time on UA testing and uh, UA, rather, acquisition, A-B testing, this is when you can start to use that data to map out your LTV, lifetime value strategy. Really important. And I am always amazed how many app developers don't think this through. They have UA. But it's understanding, you know, it's that mathematics, it's that, it's that, that, that balance. If you have certain users, 
the lifetime value has to be more than it costs to acquire them and keep them and you know that that has to work you know and it's really important to think that out it's really important also to to keep in mind not only just the lifetime value but you're saying to yourself these are the kinds of users that I want to go after these are the ones the right ones for my apps you need to cultivate them you need to get more of them you need to do your calculations so again this is that point in the life stage of your app three months after the download start thinking long term and big return loving it it's so simple the power of threes it's so important to the success of your app. And you got this inspiration from Mick Rigby over at Yodel Mobile. Go to yodelmobile.com, just as it sounds, Y-O-D-E-L, mobile.com. So thanks to you, Peggy. And if you're listening, Mick, I tip my hat to you. Thank you, sir. We'll see you next time on the Mobile App Minute. Don't forget to come back next week for our next episode.